ladies and gentlemen, Brandy J's podcast, a voice to be reckoned with, would like to thank you for making the right choice in choosing a podcast that moves a nation. And now, here she is in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, Tony, it's me, Brandy. I just want to tell you, you're amazing and everything's going to be okay. This show, you're going to kill it, Tony. You're going to just kill it. <laughs> and you're going to be all right. Don't worry. We'll make you feel right at home here. We're going to have like the best time ever. You'll see, right? Well, I just want to give you that little piece before we started. Hopefully to calm your nerves or something like that. You know, I tend to have that type of voice like... Listen to my voice. Are you feeling it now? Probably not. But trust me, you will when we start this show today. Because Brandy J's A Voice to Be Reckoned With is here right now with Tony Mastella. Let's go. Tony and I kick off our talk already with some really important deep situations, deep issues, deep matters. Hey everybody, you here with Brandy Joy, it was to be reckoned with, uh, season three, and today I have a really special guest for me today by the name of... Tony Mostello. Are you there, Tony? Yes, I am. How you doing? Doing very, very well. How are you? Good. Good. Real good. So thank you for um, coming on the show. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, Tony, so um, Tony, tell us, tell us something. Um, let, can you please tell the listeners um, who you are and... Uh, Tell us what you have been doing, uh, or what? How did you get into uh, media and casting? Media in general? Yeah. Uh, well, I went to what they call, long story short, a spiritual awakening, uh, an upset in life, and uh, from that, I just I've always had a passion to uh, to help others, mm-hmm. and. And the course of my life, I've been on different media formats as far as a fishing show for public access and stuff like that. So I thought, when I got to the end of all of this, went through all that, I said, you know what, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to change up, you know, my way of thinking and, and you know, and, and all that for myself. One way of me taking care of that for myself is doing it for others. So I decided to step out and start a YouTube channel to try to, you know, motivational speaking and different things I learned to watch this, this, this thing. And, uh, if you want to do that, you know, I did that for, started that last May, May 19, I think, April. And got some, some uh, content under my belt. 
and I tried to lift others up and then through that Facebook pages for that and found the Spoon app. And kind of skyrocketed from there. And then uh, got on there, I've been there about know, three, four weeks. And I just, okay. just really feel blessed to be on there. There's a lot of good people on there and, and it was a lot more, uh, I think I reached more people that way. And I found, you know, found some good things out about myself, you know. Yeah, Public speaking sure. and. Yeah, it is something that's a, uh, is an experience. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I was nervous going into it, but uh, I really embraced it and uh, it's been, uh, it's, it's been one heck of a ride. I really love it. Okay, okay. That's good, that's good. So you found your niche, you know, you know that. Uh, so uh, as far as uh, you uh, trying it out and, and liking it, do you see uh, you taking uh, it even further to, you know, another level or, you know, another side of, you know, media? Oh, absolutely. If I, if I could, you know, if I was given that opportunity and, and that's what I'm striving for and actually when I started the YouTube channel, I wanted to, you know, I did a lot of, you know, I'm not going to go really into a religion or anything, but I went into a lot of, you know, prayer and meditation and that, uh, <clears throat> you know, healing of myself and uh, things I need to take care of within myself, for myself. And uh, with that being said, I wanted with, you know, that, that feeling you have in that when you're going through something. Yeah, uh, for sure. Just isolation and everything else. And I thought, you know, people have got to be going through this every day. I'm not the only one. With that in mind, I thought I can either continue to have the mindset I have or heal myself, fill what I need filled for myself, whatever I lack in, and then take that and move forward and go out in front of these people with you know all the doubt I had in myself going out in front of people was my biggest problem doing that and then setting it to the the YouTube show's called A Journey for Passion, the number four, which was four pillars, the number four kind of like some big Prince fan. Very, I'm a very passionate person. And uh, then I had four charities that my goal was to monetize that channel that at the same time trying to motivate others through things I've learned, you know, not not claiming to be a psychologist or anything else, but just what I walked through in life, what I experienced, and just basics of, of you know, taking the time for yourself and healing yourself. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, that's cool. Okay, so I was gonna ask you too, I guess I guess you just kind of answered it, but I was gonna ask you, uh, so what does it mean for you to connect with, with your uh, with your fans or your listening base? Because uh, I think you kind of, te- you know, tapped into that already, you know, and, um, I guess by sharing yourself, you know what I mean? Your vulnerability, right. you know, helps others. So, And you heal too yeah. at the same time. Why are you helping someone else? It helps you heal, so. Right. Well, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced some of that in, in what you do here in, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. It is, it is a, a, a healing part, you know, to, see, that's what I did with this season here, season three. I felt like, okay, I'm on three. I said, what well, can I, I need to do something. Something's missing, you know? And I realized, because it really was supposed to be Brandy J's uh, Voice Be Reckoned with Season 3, The Connection. 
but I thought that was way too long. So sometimes I'll just throw that in there. But the connection for me meant for me to connect more with my my listeners, you know, because I always have these guests come have guests come on and they share some of their most vulnerable, you know what I mean, or or just they share themselves, you know, with me sure. and my listeners. And I thought so. I decided this season I wanted to tap in and really let people get to know who I was, some personal things about me, you know, since people are willing to come, you know, on and, and show themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. the things I'm talking about, like, has, am I even talking about my experiences? Like, have I been bullied or have they, do they know that? Like, I have to check in with myself, like, because I'm so caught up in, you know, not caught up, but just so engaged with my guests, you know what I mean? And, oh, and what's going on with yeah. them, I had to remember, hey, I'm human too. And there's a reason behind this, why I'm here and doing what I'm doing. I need to let them know who I am. So, so I totally get it. Oh yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a double-edged. Uh, I don't want to say double-edged sword, but just a double blessing because in that you're as an individual, you're learning that you are not the only one. That you know, this continual process in life, you know, and it's good to check in to where you're at because life's going to change on you anyway. And you know, I yeah. found. I thought I'm doing this that uh, not only if I <clears throat> I don't want to stay but my own confidence yeah and, and a strength in I think it's maybe more humble where others might, might look at it and say well, wow I have a but go to the in a certain way I always stay in check I always try to stay in check because you know for people to reach out like that I think on, on, on that particular uh, forum or platform there, uh, it's easy because there's not a face-to-face thing. There's a picture that's up there, and of course there's chat. And I think it 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 there's it allows it opens doors for people to discuss. You know, a lot of the people in in my my stream is uh, I can go ahead and say the name of it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. I'm sorry, yeah, you can say it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's the wildlife, or wildlife, the wild heart experience. And uh, I named that just to, you know, things that I'm passionate about in my life and different artists mm-hmm. and that. From that, the group became the misfits. And what the misfits were, I found that the, the, the people that I was drawing with what I was talking about, mm-hmm. we had a lot of commonalities of, of you know, things that I made mistakes in the past and then reaching out to other people drew other people in yeah and they're, 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 what was so cool about that was not only were you gaining a confidence in yourself and, and, a, and a feeling of you know I'm not the only one it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to discuss it in that there's the freedom of that a, a purging if you will and you know we have everybody from drug addicts to alcoholics to different you know different sexes you know different types of you know personal just a plethora of people to a a 65 year old PTSD veteran and you would think none of these people get along and when they all share uh, although they're from different areas they all share kind of the same uh, you know stress if you will or common commonalities in and what they're lacking in, or insecurity, what have you. And in that, we've you create a, like a family bond. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, 
I'm just kind of empowered by empowering them. I don't, I don't mean it's a special thing I'm doing. I'm allowing them to speak on that and, and encouraging them to do what I'm doing because in actuality, what I'm doing is encouraging myself. And at the same time, yeah. getting to watch, getting to watch progress through somebody else sometimes will help you to find a stumbling block that you're going through instead of sitting through, you know, I have stumbling blocks or things that we, we, uh, might hinder or sit back on, you know, we fix this, we fix that. And, and naturally there's the process in that depending on the individual, you know, the individual dealing with it. I think there's a time when you get to sit there and as a, if they want to call it a DJ or a speaker, if you will, that gives me time to watch. Although I might be sitting still right now, not stagnant, but still, I'm still involved with the process with somebody else. And so is right. somebody else's thing. And through that, they're seeing all these different adversities being conquered one step at a time. Right. Yep, the deep stuff, yep. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's uh, that the time that you've been in it, and this is, you know, you gained some, uh, it's been more of a, uh, how can I say it? Like an awakening, like a ther- like a very, uh, I guess, like I could say, therapeutic type of uh, experience for you, like oh, you know, kind of like life yeah. life changing, like that aha, you know what I mean? Like it's an experience, because not everybody has this, that experience, you know what I mean? That that you have, some uh, it, yeah. you know, a lot haven't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. just good at what they do, but they don't, it doesn't really affect them, you know what I mean? That way, not a, everybody is changed that way, so that's deep that you it does that for you and you can share with others and show that you know a way of dealing with you know helping others and dealing with what you have going on yeah there's so many yeah there's so many facets in that too you know as a male as an older male uh you know the at my age i don't feel my age and there's this whole stigma of and just, this is just taking, like I say, one facet of this situation where if you were if you were to have something that you weren't familiar with, you're going to find something that, that, that fits into whatever your struggle is. And it's not so much of how it happened, it's it's how you're getting through a you know, similar difficulty. One of the biggest things, I think, is uh, in males. And I'm not, I'm not here to chastise any males or hardworking males or anything else, but there's a whole stigma that uh, I, I think a lot of the, the, the male population is in this, you know, men don't have feelings, men men don't right. accept things, and I think in that you know, at what point does pride be, you know be what pride is be, to be prideful in your work, to be prideful in your home is one thing, but to, but to let pride uh, overtake your well-being, and there's so much well-being in your mental state that you could have the best job and be good and be prideful in it and, and, and the best home and paying your bills. But are you taking care of the inside? Because it's yeah. all it's all one big machine, you know? Yeah, and it can affect the relationships, you know? Oh, you know, absolutely. That, that you have, for sure. You know, you know, I think it stems from a lot, too, uh, of how, you know I mean, some people are raised in their homes of, no, we don't do that. Men don't do that. You don't express yourself. What are you crying for? You know, you get oh, that exactly. one family or, or mom or dad that's like, what, what are you crying for? Man up, you know? And then right. uh, oh, yeah. versus, you know, versus the person that uh, doesn't, you know, they allow that 
that growth, that room for their child to be able to, but others might say that you let them be a punk. You know, I had to check in on myself on that when my son felt, you know, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't putting it in his head like sometimes when he's like crying, you know, or whatever, that he can't cry because he's a boy and he's got to be a man. I don't want him to have, I didn't have to, you know, really take a look at that from talking to an older male that he actually is a neighbor of mine, kind of like a brother. And he talked to me about what we're talking about and about how men are connecting and be able to talk about stuff and being able to express themselves and how he was raised and how he said right now, because he has a girlfriend that just moved in with him and how it's playing out right now in his relationship. You know what I mean? Um, you know, how he was kind of taught to to not really. And, it, and then I learned a lot about him and why he always seems so, uh, it's, it's just like kind of like distant or kind of like, I can't really explain it, but when he was talking to me, I said, I get it now. You know what I mean? He doesn't know how to oh, be. He was told not to really show those type of, you know what I mean, feelings or be like, you got to be like a man. And you can't mm-hmm. be all soft and stuff. And so that played out. For, for, it plays out a lot for males in their, when they're adults and how they are. And and as women, we sit here, we're going crazy. We're like, what's wrong with you? You just care. You know, and it's, not, it's not even that. It's because he doesn't know how. You know what I mean? Because that's not comfortable for him. That's not a safe place because he was never allowed to be that way. Now it's more of a shameful thing for him. Right. Yeah. And the sad thing is, I think, you know, one of the other things I've learned in this, in this situation is, and it's it's very empowering because it makes you sit back. And a lot of times we don't, you know, we'll sit back and let's say we're really working on ourselves. And are you, you know, you feel better you're, you're more confident about this but then as you sit back and you watch what's around you and again I take no uh, I take no stance on religion I have what, what, what I believe but like I say I have people that are Muslims in there that it, it, it doesn't matter what I tell them is you are allowed to come in here be who you are do not push them but you are whatever you know you're battling with it or everything we'll listen to you we'll love you along the way we're going to learn something. And what it creates is something I think we lack anyway. And and when I say this, 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 I think this is controversial, but at the same time, I think it needs to be said because we've put so much importance, you know, you know we talk, you just talk about the males and how they, uh, you know, they can't feel this or they can't feel that. Well, let's take a look at the females and what it's done to them. You know, when you have... Uh, a higher population of, of, of separated families and single women that are out there working. They work just as hard. They're still doing housework and everything else. And, and, and again, I'm not here to bash men or anybody, but let's look at it realistically. You know, I've always seen, the, in, in my opinion, women are what moves the world. Now, that's yeah. speaking as a heterosexual. That doesn't make me right. That makes me right for me. I'm not taking that from anybody, but I can still have my thing and go forward with that. Okay. And when you start to talk to these other different, you know, you have homosexual here and lesbian, you know, the whole LBG, we've got it all. And it, mm-hmm. it starts to become, I think, in society alone, even if you're doing well with it, people are pinning on, their, their life is based on their sexual or their color. And that's not what life is based on. It surely isn't, it surely it's isn't. Not. It, it, it creates separation. It sure does. And what we're, what we're building here is, and then I've had people accuse me of starting a cult or anything. And what this is, it's not a cult. But when they, what it is, I think, is people can't 
grasp the fact that all of these different people, instead of saying this is a collective group of people that have an mm-hmm. open mind and willing to, to to heal themselves and walk through things, yeah. again, and everybody take and the only th- yeah. the only leadership I claim in that is to make sure. It's like I tell them when they come in, you know, and and, and again, I'll just throw out a, uh, a a scenario, you know, where somebody comes in and they're Muslim and they believe this way. And, and again, I'm speaking barely of what I know of it. And they start speaking that and they, they feel, and as long as they're speaking how it's affected them, that's fine. Yeah, they're not pushing out anybody else. Or, right. But, yeah. And I had to, you know, tone it down a little bit because, you know, in this too, there's people that are passionate about what they believe in. And I get that. We're not taking that from you. But you're not going to take the floor from somebody else. Yeah. You could you, you could beg to be you know you have a difference with them, let them speak, and then you take that somewhere else. And exactly. if you can't do that in the room, then we're not going to have that here. We're not here, and you're and yeah. same token, they're not going to push all you know everything's Allah or everything's Christ or everything's yeah. homosexual. You know, no, we're all yeah. human. We push the human experience. We yeah. put that into life. And you got to realize that there's other people. If you can believe what you believe in, but also respect and realize that not everybody's on that page and remember that other people, when you're saying those things that are in there too, that are of those things you're saying, you got to really take a step back and be like, you know, maybe this is a topic we shouldn't. And that's why a lot of people stem, stem away from politics and definitely religion because of, of that and people get all up into it. And so I think nine times out of 10, it's best to not even... You know what I mean? Especially if that's not the whole the platform in, in mm-hmm. general. Now, if that's what you're going for, and that's the game. That's what you guys are doing in that room. Have at it. You know, it's not going right. to be too pretty though. But <laughs> right. But you know, at least you all know what you're there for. And you know what you're up against. But I mean, I I, st- I try to steer. I have a very uh, intricate way that I go about uh, when if I have to bring up because it's hard to to over to dance over and never bring up, especially if you you if you believe in God or higher power oh, yeah. or however you call it. You know, I mean, to come down that, yeah, to the core, yeah, exactly. you know, but it's just all about how you, how you address it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I have a very keen way that I, that I address it. And so, and that works you know. for you, right? I mean, yeah. you, you apply that in your daily life and yeah. you're not pushing out anybody else, mm-hmm. you know? I, I leave questions in people's heads. <laughs> well, you sure, know, I'll, I'll find, I'll find information or facts, you know what I mean? I'll be like, think about it, you know, like, you know, let's see. Just how it plays out in our society, like uh, removing prayer from school. I wouldn't call that too much a, a religion. I would just say, hey, wonder what that's about. You know, right? I, I, I experienced that, and you know what I mean. With some kids that wanted to pray, and then my, I was told, you know, hey, uh, you might want to be careful. The schools don't think too kindly of that. We, uh, well, we're not supposed to pray in school. So I did a show, did my research, found out it was true that 50 years ago that they had completely took it out, prayed no prayer was allowed in school. I said, well, who in the hell is going to revisit that shit? You know what I mean? To bring, who, whose mind was that on? You know what I mean? So right now, right. In, in the new age, this era, bring that back to the forefront and that was going to be a thing in school right now where it's controversy about if you pray, you're not supposed to pray together or in public or if you're by yourself and you have to be praying, that's fine. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, who, whose agenda was that on and what's the purpose behind it? Let, but let, you haven't gotten then you know you hit a little bit of politics so I'm going with this but you got on this flag here this flag here and then and you're saying God we trust on this dirty money here but we can't pray mm-hmm. you don't want to pray in school but don't you trust in God right he's in your pledge of allegiance he, he's the, the, the front man for our United States you know what I mean but we, but we can't pray to him 
You see how that right. how that that just don't match up? That was a little bit of religion, right? A little bit of God. Right. Politics. Absolutely. They go, to, they, they go together. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about that too is like with the group, one of the things that that I get that I think a lot of us experience is uh, you know, some of them are just on there to just talk and vent. And the other thing is when, when they're in a group dynamic like that, I what I do is is just try to, you know, when I allow people and when I say allow, it's not, and I really, I really hate to take a leadership position in this because really the only thing you're leading is yourself in this because it becomes so, you, you're so much involved, but you're not, if it makes sense, because what comes to the forefront is one of the things you brought up. When you start to see growth in there, people leave the room. Well, we congratulate them. And what I ask people to do is to go in to their thing, whatever it is, stop and say, Hey, I love you. And, and, and you know, I, I don't get paid for any of this money wise. If, if I was to say what it does for him, for me, emotionally, spiritually, uh, in my everyday life, priceless, because right. this is why now, instead of focusing on if, if you want to segregate something and we're always going to do that, I, I, I don't know how we could get to that, but if we can just take our time and be about us and, and, and have that dynamic of that, you're no longer looking at they're over here, they're over here. Right. That person's over there because they're parking the car and that's their job. This person's over, it doesn't matter what color they are, what, what they do sexually. None of that describes your life. That's your sexual preference. That's your ethnic yeah. background. But that is not you. Not who you, who you. Yeah, that, that's not like who you are and that labels you as, you know? Three things that are common, air, blood, and love. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what sex you are. Air, blood, and love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, there's more you could add to that, but those are three, three necessities that people are going to have in their life. Whether they want to admit the love, you were raised by somebody who loved you. Yeah. You know, to the yeah. best of their ability. So you have an example of that. Yeah. If that yeah. fell short, and if the first two fell short, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to die. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. You, I had. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, we're getting it. It's good stuff here, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's what it's about. But um, I had been talking to, uh, I think it was a fellow podcaster. There's so much talking since, since I've been podcasting stuff to talk about, like just just stuff, you know, the thing that people really don't talk about. And you'd be like, wow. Hmm. But uh, we're talking like how we're talking now. And then I like had this idea. The wheels started turning. I said, okay, so what if like, because this is what people do a lot. They they judge people. We, there's there's the judging that we do to to know want to know if that's the type of person we want to keep around that or like you know you have to do that. You'd be like okay, well she's a she's a, a bank robber. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that is that's really a good fit. I don't want that kind of trouble in my life. You judge to a certain extent. You know people say oh who are you to judge? You got to make judgment, judgments about some things. You know what I mean? To good choices oh, sure. to make sure. Absolutely. And then you know then there's the judgment that your higher power. You know all that, right? Okay, right. so. So, like, when people decide stuff, let's just say if you're one of those type of people that have a thing with races, race with uh, people of color and all that stuff, you know, and so you're making choices on your president by, like, the color of their skin or or whatever it may be, or if it's a male or female. But what if, you know what I mean, there's this whole experiment, and I didn't have it all the way fixed out, but it was worth it. it they got the idea. 
like when we when we talk to somebody and we make choices if we want to like befriend them or whatever type of relationship we're trying to have but what if we don't know there's no color involved they might they might be sexuality you might know the sexuality of the person you know what I mean but definitely you don't know what what race they are and you make all these decisions just by talking to them but not but having no idea you know but in your head you think you know you know this obviously has to be a white person because they are just the greatest thing going and they sound right, like sound right. white and everything they're right. saying sounds right so you're like yeah and then later down the road your whole your dreams and everything's been stolen from you because you found out this whole time that this person was you see what I'm going with it like was African American but then the right. whole time though as you guys are building this relationship you have so much in common and you guys really really have formed something with this person a bond and all the things that you did, was missing that wasn't there was the race the color of the skin but right. as soon as you find out the color of the skin it's like an aha moment like oh my goodness like I've been talking to a, a woman or a black man or a white man all this time I thought you were white right. you know and find out am I, am I making sense a little bit here oh yeah like if, well, you t- if you take away that color well, you know what I mean Hi, I'm Brandy J, a voice to be reckoned with. And if you didn't know already, Anchor is definitely the place that you want to go to record a podcast. No minimum listenership. It's free, guys. I mean, they give you these creation tools that are so easy to use to put together an amazing show like mine, a voice to be reckoned with. And I'm on season three. Okay, you can distribute your podcast to places like Google Cast, Spotify, so much more. And did I already say minimum listenership? I mean, you can record and people can find you in your audio library and listen to you whenever they want, wherever they want. You can record on your phone, in your car, in your bathroom, in your room. It doesn't matter. Your voice can be heard. Your voice can be a voice to be reckoned with. Also, so please go now. Go to Google Play or anchor.fm. Please, don't miss out. Go now. Join Anchor. And, and here's the thing. The fact that me and you have to sit here and say, it's a black man that I talk to. It's a white man because you have to be politically correct. I appreciate it, Tony opening up even more and sharing with us and the listeners more about his own struggles and what challenges he was up against and how since casting, podcasting, how he's seen a whole nother light. Already, uh, because they were on the ground floor of it, you know. And podcast was really new to me. Actually, was brought up to me from when I started the YouTube channel from some really young ladies that I worked with that said to me, "You know, you ought to do podcasts." And I thought, and, and the whole stigma to that was I was still in the middle of this whole YouTube thing. And uh, when they had said to me, "You know, you got to try podcasts," here I am now in the middle of this. And going forward, look when I got in, in just the four weeks. You now you, you come on in, in the middle of the week and you're lucky if you've got it don't look like you would hold enough people there to 
you know, to, to, to stream. And in that, through the color thing, I, I grew up in a pretty diverse neighborhood. You know, I have a diverse family, Mexican, Puerto Ricans, and, and, and around a lot of African-Americans too, or, or blacks, however you want to say it, because hey, to me, it, 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 it's, it's bullshit. You are, you know, and you can't change that in people. That's, that's, that's a learned uh, behavior. I don't believe you, you, you just, of course, you're going to notice a different in the skin tone, but you're not going to judge on a skin tone. Kids don't do that. Kids are fearless. Mm-hmm. As I start mm-hmm. to talk to some of these individuals and I'm listening, and I call them brothers because we're brothers. I call everybody a brother. And I call it the, the girls' girls. That's just me. That's my dialect. That's what I do. And it, it's genuine and it, it, it's well taken. But as I'm listening to these different gentlemen, and you see a picture of them up there. I already know he's an African-American, but as I'm listening to him, I'm hearing all the struggles and trying to not appreciate, but understand where the struggle started from as a... Tony begins to open up even more and really passionate about what we're speaking on. black man or an African-American man or a couple. And as this man's talking, he's breaking down the stigma of what that is to the common basics of what life is. In other words, can you still hear me? Yes. In other words, you know, saying it's not a black thing. It's a black man going through life struggles if you want to label it as a black thing, then it's always going to be a black thing. And that's, it, it's a life thing. Yeah. When you, and when you see people in rooms, you know, in rooms together, and they're talking. Now, keep in mind, you're the only one that is talking in, in a live cast. And you're watching everybody just chat away here and go away. When you turn around and you look afterwards, you see the people that are in your room. You have an 18-year-old young man who's, dealing with, with drug problems or, or abuse in his family, a black individual here, a Chinese person here, a gay person here, a transsexual here, this, all of these people in a room that isn't seeing color. Right. They're, 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 what they're, they're reading literally and taking in and watching a change in the spectrum yeah. of of thought instead of here we are what you what you call hindered and I'll say man I wish we could see each other you know I kind of wish we couldn't in, in, in a way because I think some of the youth and some of some of the and again you can't blame it all on the youth either because they're taught by the adults and you got some adults that are so set in their way speak on it speak on it that's what I said <laughs> you got, so, you got yep. so many adults that are set in on that too that have been the example of these children and, and one of the mindsets I had coming into this was uh, these children today feel so entitled. Okay, but yeah, in that, can't in that it's not their fault, <laughs> huh? I was just listening. I was like, it's not their fault. We really think about it. Right. Somebody yeah. learned to fit somewhere. When you think about it, this was my mindset going into it. And there weren't a lot of children in there. When I say children, I mean younger, you know, teens and eighteen to to twenty year old. And I, I had this whole mindset of like every generation does, okay? 
they don't understand this. They don't understand this. They no. This is one thing I learned. Was there some truth to that? Yeah, here's here's the truth in the entitlement. Remember, because I've caught myself saying, I listen to somebody else. And I'm not one of those parents who'll say, oh, not my son. No. If my son's wrong, I'm gonna tell you he's wrong. I have a great son because he's a great son. He's a great father. He's a good husband. He represents that. I don't hide anything he does wrong. But if he hasn't done something that's that's terribly wrong, I'm not gonna focus on that. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. in that though, and the same thing as adults, I have said, and I was lucky enough that he, he, he had a somewhat balanced mother too, that I spent most of my life giving them what I didn't have. When, when really I'm thinking in my head, and it should be, the mindset is what you work for you have. Coming into this, the same thing that I'm passionate about now that I'm that I'm embracing and I'm saying to myself, you know, I've always been a passionate person. I've been, you know, I'm all about love and I'm all about because it's 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 the easiest thing to do besides getting physical, you know, to to, to believe in that. And on the same token, when I'm talking to these young children, when I say when I say children or youth will say the same thing that I wanted to say and, and say that the they're this way, I was totally wrong. But the majority of these children I see in here or young adults, they have the same heart I have for a passion. Mm-hmm. It just took me this amount of years to get to where I'm at. And they're pursuing it. Yeah. And some of them from some bad shit, and some of them have just, this is what I do. Yeah. When you, parent, when you, and that's the double, that's the two-way street parent, when you tell a kid they can't when kids are born, you hear a lot of parents say, that damn kid gonna touch that plug, and he's gonna do this, and he's gonna do that. Well, yeah, they're gonna do it because they don't know. But that's almost right. the, that's almost a blessing because they don't know fear. And one of the things you're taught is what you can't do. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's what's inbred in. Don't do this. Don't do that. You need so, to do but, this. Yeah. What do you put in place for that thing? You know, like you said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that's why they feel the way they do. And that's why they're going to open yeah. up and share and all that stuff. Because we're just like the police, like the, I can't do police. <laughs> right. You got to redirect. Quit, yeah. Those children don't quit loving the parents. They quit loving themselves. Yeah. And when that happens, you've started it from the core in again. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're like so, uh, so crazy that how like, what you're saying right now is like exactly the same stuff I'd be sitting over here. You know, even like we're working with, with, with the kids, you know, working in schools and stuff. I sit here and it, it makes, it gives me an insight to myself as a mother. I check in with myself because I'm not perfect. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. I catch I catch myself through helping others, you know, learning from, you know, these kids at school. Like, damn, I'm learning. What do you, you, you know? deal with mostly? Um, well, your, we're from so, we're kinder so. through eighth grade, but my the kids I actually work with daily, daily is from uh, kinder to my class right now is actually second, third grade combination. Uh, last the year before that, I was with the first graders, I think, and then the year before that, I was with kinders. So kinder through third is what I'm really willing to only really willing to go to. <laughs> I hate to me, but, but is that a majority I, of where? And 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 I just want to play devil's advocate just because. I'm on the other side of that. Is that something you see common between kindergarten and eighth grade? Because a lot of what I get is after that. You know what I'm saying on the on, on the app. As far huh? as bullying and what you, what you do in your in, in your line of, of work. Uh huh. 
Is, is that, that is that, that the bullying that you're talking about? Is that common through kindergarten? Through oh yeah, yeah. It goes all the way down to kindergarten. Yep, it definitely wow. kicks in in first first grade. Yeah, yeah. Because I work with younger kids, you know, and like right now, like right. I, it's uh, that's what we're we're in the phase of these kids are so horrible to each other. So this whole mission this year has been the classroom motto was uh, kindness lives here. You know what I mean? I pulled out all the stops. You know what I mean? Teach these kids. I brought books, did activities. You know, but that's what you got to do. But you know, mm-hmm. stuff's at home too. You know, they're exposed to other things, other places. They learn the behavior from somewhere. And some of them just get kicks out of just being mean and just vile to one another. You know what I mean? And it doesn't stop, you know, me to wanting to try, but you take a good look look at it. You gotta remember they learned it from somewhere. That didn't just come out like, I'm mean, I'm gonna kick you to me. And then some of them are really got a bully like mentality. And yeah, I could see it as stuff, far yeah. as, as kindergarten because you know what I mean, nine times out of ten, they, they experience it at home. You know, sometimes they're being bullied at home. And so they come, or their their parent. Look, if you're a parent that's an asshole, ninety nine percent of the time, you know your kid most likely going to be an asshole too. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's or how they're going to be towards people. Yeah. You know, because that's all they know. You know what I mean? So as parents, we got to take a step back. And you probably don't even mean for the kid to be an asshole. Some people are just setting their ways. You know what I mean? Oh, and um, and you're probably very loving towards your kid, but remember, there's there's more than your kid out in the world. You got to send them out into this world to know how to like you know, uh, get along and how to, you know, interact. And that's a big part of school is not just people trying to learn. They're sent to school to learn. Not they, you have to socialize schools too. Yeah. You know, anywhere you go, that's you have to socialize. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's what you need up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. If you can't low socialize, then there's no learning. This learning process is going to be hard to do because either you're going to be the one getting picked on or getting, you know, getting all that, that, that aggressiveness, all that stuff. You can't really focus. You don't want to be at school. You know, who wouldn't want to? Like my son went to this whole thing. I was like, dude, why am I keep, I'm not gonna keep bringing my son back here to have to deal with shit all the time, defending himself physically. That's like torture. I'm gonna take him out. I don't care what anybody had to say. Right. You, you cut your kids off, but you need to put them in some kind of school. Why do you need my kid to be safe to even go to school? I need him to be a well and You're gonna segregate him more and, and create more of the problem by saying, instead of dealing with the administration, dealing with what they gotta deal with there, and take a hands-on. And to me, but the whole that whole structure's fucked up. Excuse my language, but to say that you know the teachers and and policemen, these people that do what they do every day for you, okay, and then with your children, it's not. They are the most underpaid people. Yeah, I would say that. You know, it's so crazy. You put a teacher and a policeman in the same sentence. I said that shit. I said I think teachers are up there with first responders. I said, because everybody had a teacher. Oh, I don't care who you is. You're the princess of somebody. You had a teacher. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? It's so, like, it's underrated. Shout out to, you know, I, I, I know uh, somebody I grew up with that I just recently met up with at a visit to a church and uh, grew up with her. And here it is, you know, 30 years later, I run into her and she has a heart for teaching. And in her class, She's taken uh, the, they're responsible for everything. They have responsibility when they pull out the crayons. They have those, which is everyday life. Yeah, you know? you do. You give them their office stuff. And, yeah. and these are people that are with your child eight hours and of the day. Probably more than you are because you work and yeah. you're with them every single day. Yeah. Yep. And now you've, got, now you've got technology that takes away any kind of. Uh, 
uh, human interaction. Now mm-hmm. it's a text. Now, people don't even talk on a damn phone no more. I remember you no your more. And walk around and, you know, and call, call, you know, blocking somebody who's taking the phone off the hook. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. you're showing up to the house. But you, you know, you had interaction with people. You don't have to nice things about like I think with, with what you're doing, and because you're not going to beat it, you're not going to you're not going to take technology away. And to me, it was part of the demise what I went through in the spiritual way. It doesn't help that. But I, but at what point do you say, okay, you're going to blame a social network, or are you going to blame the individual for not being the person they should be as a person? You know, this just made in that today. And if you grow up with you, you know, you have to have so many likes, and you have to have this, oh, and yes. you're not people. It's just as bad. As, yeah, you got people yeah. homeschooling kids because they want them to learn, and you're teaching them everything. But the society you're pulling them out of is changing. Mm-hmm. Now, the mental part of, of dealing in society, you are stripping them from. So either way you look at that, there has to be yeah. some kind of. Well, hopefully, no. That that part right there. I'm seeing a lot of homeschooling because I, I I tried it. I didn't try it. I didn't have the means to do it because I didn't have. I wasn't. I had to work, so I wasn't going to be able to like be the person that was responsible for his lessons and stuff like that. But I understood why some of the people were because of the whole the safety oh, yeah. issues. That part, you know what I mean. But what it does, it makes you have to like step up. Like right now, the school my son goes to, it's not a regular school. So the kids there, all different grades, like uh, from his grade seventh to like twelfth because it's an mm-hmm. independent study school. So you go there, you're on your computer, you're, you're there probably like four or five four hours, and you, he goes every day. You don't, sometimes you don't go every day. You do the rest of your studies at home on the computer, you send it to the teacher. Not a lot of socializing, you get a tiny little break. You know what I mean? And it all depends on what you're there for. His situation, my experience after, you know, his first school was that it was just not safe. Right. I mean, I mean even being as a spectator of being in schools, you have worked at a few, and seeing how it, it was, I said, yeah, I don't feel safe, you know what I mean, with my, my kid. I wasn't happy with the with the school, with the whole, you know, safe, and it stuck for me, it started from safety. My goal is, when I'm at work, be, be way before learning, the first thing that's most important to me is safety. You know what I mean? I can give well, that, that learning you're, stuff, you're, it goes yeah. on a back burner to me. It's first, let me keep you safe. You know what right. I mean, and so, Absolutely. and then, and then you can learn because if I can't keep you safe, you know what I mean. I, I want to send you home the way you, your mom sent you here. Yeah, just from projectiles or accidents. It's from it's from sarcasm. It's from uh, learned behavior. That's I'm, just wrong. Yeah, I, I don't want you to get emotionally damaged here or anything. You no, know, no, I want no. parents to know when they left their child with me, that I'm gonna treat your child the same way. If my child was with me, that's a big responsibility to take on. So for any type of school or any type of business to ever take light to having other people's children, it's hard for a parent to send a child to school, especially that first time, the whole daycare thing. I know all the mothers that went through that part, you know, because they can't even talk at that point. So, you know, what I mean? it's like they can't even tell me there's something going on, you know, but a kid spends a lot of time. We have some kids that at school from six in the morning six in the evening because of the 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 parent goes to school to work so early they have the the before school program and it shifts over into the so now your your daily school program and then after school you go back into the afternoon program the kids are in school all day long 
So he's like a, a, a handful. Yeah. He's got a combination of two that are tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Homework's but, not really. They don't get that conversation part, like what's going on with you and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. So, even the time to be a good parent and help them with the homework. Yeah. Both tired. I just think. I just think you know, like looking at and and I've and I've learned to do this, like looking at commonalities. What 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 you do. And what I do, okay? What are what what are where our passions lie, and the commonalities in that is, you know, there's there's a saying that says, if you treat somebody good, they're gonna work twice as hard for you. Oh, you better preach. Say that. <laughs> Say that. Yeah. That's like in my head. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, all of your life, you will have somebody above you that supplies your physical life yeah that's correct. even if it's you that people above you that money's coming to and you're going to answer to that because that is your source of income that means that if you treat people well and with respect you will be surprised how well they'll do that shit ran over these these teachers now keep in mind you know as a parent okay and, and there's plenty of mothers and fathers out there that know that are good you know listen let's, let's take the good parents along Let's not, let's not talk about the bad kids and what they got going on. And not the bad kids, the bad situations everyone. Take your good parents and say, this is all good. Now you got a teacher. I, I, listen, I work in a, a very good job. It's a factory job as, a, uh, as an injector for an aerospace company. I've got a teacher in there who has a great heart. She's really, you, you can tell this person is made to have the patience for kids and teach. Unfortunately, she left something she loved to do to take care of her bills as a single mother with her daughter. You know, and what does that tell you? Listen, this is the start, it's a seed, if you will. If you plant a seed, let's take, and I kind of use the, 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 the analogy of just life in general, growth, or biblical, I'll even look at it. You plant a seed. This is where it starts. It starts to sprout. So you take it out of the house. You got to put that in. You got to build your room and make this your kids go to school. You're going to want what's coming to the better. Then I say, pay these teachers what they want. Pay these policemen in the area. They're yeah. protecting them. They know what we do. We strip them of everything. And then tell them they're horrible. Put the face, put the face of the problem that's with the children and these teachers and on these policemen. No. They still do what they're doing for that money. These policemen are walking in there. You know, I'm near Chicago. And mm-hmm. they're the type of staff. But you turn on the damn news, I don't watch TV anymore. And I'm not against TV. I, you know, I, there are certain things I watch, and that was it. So I'm not, you know, dissing TV. But I, I got so separated from it, working on myself, I had to. It wasn't about it was TV that did it. I had to set, I, that's how set back I was. But you can turn on the damn TV every every day at noon, and there's two or three cops shot. And they've got the most family gun laws of the and they don't let, let these policemen carry what they need to carry to defend themselves. And they're going up, you know, walking up a car street and getting stopped and getting shot in the blank. It's crazy. And, they, and these are people that serve us every day that we take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, my whole thing with the police is like, uh, just like for anybody with how, you know, 
there's judgment and uh, you know race you know to you know police don't have the really best rep <laughs> you know you know ever, yeah. but I know that that doesn't color all of you know police officers you know what I mean and that's just the same like that's just like the same as I can sit here and say like okay you know as we know history has shown that, that uh, you know black people were We've come far, you know what I mean? We did, we uh, weren't liked and we were made slaves and all this, this and that. You know, people thought a certain way of us and but let's look at me now. So it's like kind of the same for some, for me to, uh, you know what I mean? For someone to say, oh, she, you know, to think, take those thoughts and make, uh, they have a, someone and make them mine just because I'm black. Kind of the same as um, police officers. Not all of them are the, what we have seen lately. You know what I mean? You can't just take that and be like, they're all the same. It's kind of like to me, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like saying, oh, all black people are, are this, this, and that. It's like oh, all police. Well, no, there's actually some out there that got a good heart and they're there for the right reasons and would have handled whatever situation that was a little different. So we also, you know what I mean, have to take our anger and our, you know, which is understandable where the anger is coming from, but we just have to be responsible for what comes out of our mouths and to not be hypocritical because I know for a fact that not all police are out to, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter, no, are out to, to, to... You have good, bad, everything. In yeah. race, in religion, and everything. You're yeah. Good, good is good, and bad is bad. Yeah. I can understand the, the, the... I can understand the, uh, the, uh, the... What's the word I'm looking for? The, uh... Like, for me, for instance, uh, me having a Black, uh, son, you know, Black man, uh, Black youth as a... Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. Having, raising a Black male... <laughs> You know what I mean? The 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 whole approach, you know what I mean? Like the stop first, like, okay, you know, the factor is there because I don't know. You know what I mean? The situation at hand. But as far at the same as- time, I'm not thinking like, oh, you're all trying to kill my, you know what I mean? Take my son. That's all police are doing is out here killing black men. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, of course, I know you watch the news and you know what's been going on as far as, and you know, I know you know, you have peeps, you know, uh, black, you know, home friends and all that stuff and, you know, what's going on in society, but I think that still, even though that's the case, we still have to take responsibility for how what we say and then what we teach our kids, because now what we're doing is we're putting, putting our kids' heads in. All police are bad and they're all trying right. to wipe out the, us as uh, black men and that's not the case. You like, just gotta be really critical when you say that, because a child will take that and run with it. We might know what sure. we're saying. We know like well, everyone, points. every last officer, everyone. But they're thinking they're right. thinking that because you just said. <laughs> well, you know, sponges. versus just telling them be careful, be aware. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're experienced sponges, mm-hmm. and they're going to take into what seems to be authority and leadership over them that's comfortable to take in, or somebody that's really sure assured in something that doesn't come against them. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. If they see a parent agreeing on something, even though they don't know about the subject, but they see how, and you could be passionate about something and be wrong. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's that, there's that too. You could just be stuck or wrong. Then you're not passionate about something. You have a learned behavior. That's not yeah. a passion. Right. You're, somebody you're else stuck. thoughts. Right. You're yep, stuck. Yep. On, this is the way it should go. Yeah. Most yep, of these people are going to be in the same spot, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, man, Tony, you've got to definitely... I don't mean to cut you off. Well, I don't... Did I cut you off? This is just... This right here is just getting... Um, 
getting like really real. I, I'm very happy that you came on today. You keep saying it's like you're in my head or something like that. But um, so what you're saying like right now, it's like if you're not passionate about something, then it's not something learned. Like these aren't your real views or anything like that. Well, I had a, a, a friend, well, he was a guest originally on my show um, last year's months back. And his name, he's a, a writer, producer, um, filmmaker, and author. His name is uh, Kevin uh, Douglas Wright. Okay, so he wrote, uh, you should check it out too. We're done here. Go on um, Amazon Prime, I think it's on there. Yeah, actually it is. It's mm-hmm. called I Learned It From You. So it's a I documentary. It's called I Learned It From You. Whoa. So it was a documentary where he took five questions, you know, and, and chose like I think five different people from all, they were older, but from different backgrounds. Like I think there was an Italian guy as a black woman, a white woman, you know what I mean? Just these different people. And he had these five questions. He was sitting around these five questions. And I think he, he got it because where he got it from was a question he asked his parents when he was younger. You know what I mean? And so I know one of the questions was, uh, what kind of games did you play in your neighborhood growing up? Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there simple questions. And he had and there was a few more. And they were just simple questions. And then and each one that answered, and these people didn't even meet each other. You know what I mean? They didn't know what the other person had said or whatever. And, and then it led into something to how, like, and then he asked, when did you realize that you were different? You know how you were just saying, like, when kids, like, growing up, you guys didn't know that he was black, that the color wasn't a thing, or, you know what I mean? You guys were just right. kids, big kids. You didn't well, like you know it wasn't because of the skin. Thing, but not a, a way of yeah. life. Yeah, of life. Yeah, that that's a problem, like something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Or You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's a, a label or something. Yeah. And then that's what he was getting to, you know what I mean? Because how everything, everyone had their, they were so similar when they were talking about the things they did, where they were, from, wherever they lived at, and their culture and stuff. They played games too. They were outside playing hide and go. And and then when he got to that one, what age were you? Because he even had me sitting there thinking when I watched the documentary. I was like, what age was I when I realized race or racism or you know what I mean? And yeah. where, where'd that come from? It didn't come just like you were born with it. It locked in somewhere. And he made he painted this picture of how someone that could where you learn stuff from and how it could just devastate a nation, you know what I mean? By create like you said, the monster is not born, it's created. You know, of, of hate. This hate was taught and sent out to destroy the world, you know, just by somebody's behavior where they learn parents. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we have a kid it's kind of crazy it's scary when you think about it that you can have a whole baby a kid and you can raise that child to set him up to go out and to just destroy and they don't know any, any better because that's what they all they know yeah and it goes back to what i said you, these these kids are not gonna quit loving their structure that's in front of them they're gonna they're gonna deplete from themselves and then what are they gonna do they're gonna try to fill it with what they've been given yeah the tools they've been given, which are slim to none because they're already, it's already a set scale, this is the way it is, this is the way it runs. And from that, they're, they're, they're based on a, no, no foundation. They're based, mm-hmm. you know, it's not foundation of truth, just a foundation of thought. Yeah, of it's not their own, that's not even, it's not even their own, you know? They weren't even given a chance. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean to, make, like, to make that choice. I mean, if I was to sum up this this thing that I do, and I love it, I, I, 
first of all, I want to tell you thank you for having me on here. And, and you know, I, I would hope we could continue more conversations like this because I, I sure. it's, it's nice to talk to like-minded people. And when I say like-minded people, I mean you and I are better than anybody else. What I'm saying is, alive. right when you when you are around diversity mm-hmm. and see them all, what's happened is. What, what is eating from the inside is bigger than what's on the on the fucking outside. Excuse my language. On the outside, the color, the gay, the whatever. What's in the inside is so bad that it's drawing the, the colors, color lines, and everything else are non-existent. It's right. now a, it's a spiritual being. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things out of all this I've learned. If we can get each other to just love ourselves, the big thing that to, to start any of this is to love and accept yourself for what faults you have, because you're going to have them. There is no there's no growth without failure. Right, exactly. But there's good failure and there's bad failure. If you're going to have the constant same failure, then that's It'll a life. Some difference. Right. Yes, but it's insanity. Out, right. <laughs> you are reaching out wholeheartedly to change what's, you know, it's like Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Take a look at yourself, make a change. Start there. Mm-hmm. And we're not done, it's, but I think a lot of that would stop if we yeah, took Yeah, instead of pointing somewhere body. else, yeah. You put the we blame somewhere else. Let me tell you, when you got a 14-year-old kid talking to you like an adult, and I know that all too well. When you got that, that kid talking to you with a hurt and a knowledge of, of shit that you shouldn't know, or she shouldn't know, this is somebody that's fought this hey. and they're still wearing it. And the fact hey, that you're your... Go yeah. ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say something, go ahead and finish it. The fact that they're coming in here and sharing that with you now should tell you. So what I try to do, just like with me every day, keep myself full. Where do I got, where, where, where do I got to build and work on? And you'll see it in diversity. Say, so, hey, I see how, I, this is common with this here, I'm not common with this. Keep ourselves full, and then as we fail, only purge out to purge out. We got to purge out, not onto others, and then help others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say when you had said uh, we have a fourteen-year-old uh, talking to like a full adult, probably not knowing stuff that they shouldn't even, you know, they don't been through some stuff. I was gonna say try having a, a kinder or, or a second grader or first grader talk to you like, a, you know what I mean? And it's like. It's like kind of fascinating and sad all at the same time. It's fascinating it's because because this kid actually know. You know how you have somebody that's just oh, saying yeah. stuff because they they heard it. You know what I mean? But they're not really grasping or processing or know what they're saying. But then when you're talking to a kid and they're like second grade years old and they're talking about it and they actually get it, they actually know. You know, they're still not fully developed, you know, as what it would be, but they actually that's a lot know a know what they're talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they had to deal. You know, they like had to grow up through, you know, faster than, than And God love them for being where they're at if they're still here. Yeah. You know? Some some in a mature manner, but still you should never have your childhood ripped away because at some point you're going to have to play your childhood, use your childhood. You, where was the growth? But you know what I mean? To to be able to just, it just sucks. Every A child should, oh, I think it's just horrible when uh, someone, a child, didn't really get to experience their childhood. They had to grow up really fast. I find that very heartbreaking oh. because that's like you rob them of something. They're innocent. You know what I mean? There's children are supposed to at some point 
be just in, you want them to hold on to that as long as possible or, or at least let them grow into it the, the right way at, at the appropriate time you know let them experience yeah. the happiness because that's what you look back on if you can't look back you know me on your childhood and be like wow you know what I mean? appreciate being a grown up <laughs> no fear no boundaries no no hate no laws it was Santa Claus Easter Bunny school you yeah. know what I mean it's just Ooh, you took your mouth away from the phone again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know, I don't know how long the, the cast is going to go on, but I, I, I do want to drive one thing home. Uh, I, with what you said there, and it, it just really drove home what I kind of wanted to say about this group. When you said you got a kindergartner, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it as a 50-some-year-old man around these these children that, that are speaking things they shouldn't even, you know, to me, yeah. it, you're looking at the soul of a 60-year-old man next to you in a 14-year-old body, and here I am, a 50-year-old man, 54, in a 20-year-old, you know, spirit inside of him. And, you know, with that being said, it's... I think it's it's been it's been a growth process for me to accept. Uh, I think I took when I when, it, when all this started to happen and everything started just come into place and me just really working on myself. There's a part of you that wants to, uh, you know, say, "Yeah, I'm doing this for me," and and a lot of this I've done. But then there's a part of me where I have learned from others that are suffering from other things to see it, turn it, and see it from another way. You know, and we we're called the misfits, mm-hmm. and they are. They've had me to the point where I, you know, that I can mute or I can shut down. Where they've taken my breath away. Uh, some of them in the stories they told, and, and 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 thanking me for doing something that I all I did was listen. And it's and it's sad because, you know, you know, that whether it's the same thing that happened to you or not you know that feeling of despair and if somebody would just listen and if you've got somebody there you got a chance because people are going to go like suicide or anything else people that commit suicide they don't talk about it they do it yeah most part, if you look at it they do it you, and you find out the hard way there was no talk about it that's why they tell you check in with these people before but when they can bless me like that and take my breath away and it's so hard it, it's such a gift of of <clears throat> I, I can't explain it because at the same time it's it, I, I, I get that I'm helping them but they don't realize how much they've blessed me you know so for me to take take a, a, a form of it's because of wild heart it's because no it's because all of us you know it's a thing but you know, one of the things I learned to do was is, is take compliments, and I just want to shout out to my family, each and every one of them, to make that happen. You know, and as they go, they go in love, and they come back in love, and they bring people back, and I, it, it, it's just, it's where I'm at. I'm so passionate. I've been so passionate in my life, and this is one thing now where we all family. You know, and even even once they're on different courses that, that that do different feeds, I go to them for mentorship for, and it's amazing. It's, it's one of the, it's, it's, if we could base life on that, where we just can love ourselves, there would be so much freedom mm-hmm. in that, that 
If you spend enough time on yourself, you would not worry about what everybody else is doing. You say, look, I've got to say What everybody else is Exactly. That's what I would be telling people. I was like, we're too worried about tearing each other, tearing each other, other people down. And that's got, that's something within self. Because someone that really loves themselves and who respects themselves, they value that. So they're not going to go off and, and try to take that away from somebody else because they know what it is to have it. You know, so they're going to give that to somebody else versus trying to take it. So one that does that, don't really like themselves too much. Can't possibly love yourself. And then tell me, you know what I mean? Say, I love me, but they want to go tear somebody else down or be all off it to, you know what I mean? And, so I, and I don't think when you're in that process, me. yeah. I don't think you're capable of that in that process. I think when you've really got to the point where you know you have to heal yourself and be, you know, you can be the most passionate person in the world or and a good friend that, that it's somebody I've gained is that I'm really close to, and, I, and I'm going to keep that out of the limelight and all that crap. But somebody that I, you know, I'm such a passion driven person. I believe love conquers all, and that's true to an extent. But there has to be logic in that too in life. Yeah. You know, at some point, <laughs> love it, love does that. But in in love, you have to be logical too, and you have yeah. to love the other person, whether it's a love of something or a love of a person. And I, I, there was so much growth in this. When I sat down, I literally wrote it out and I shared it with the group. And I said, this is what I wrote out. This is what I prayed for. This is what I asked for. And told them in faith, it started on the YouTube channel and in faith here, because it's all I had. I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I said, well, I'm going to go out a joke and the failure that I think I am, or I'm going to go out speaking positive. And I told them, this is, you, you are going to watch me fail in front of you or go forward in front of you. But one way or another, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm choosing another route of saying, okay, I'm gonna accept that I'm a failure, so I'm gonna go ahead as a failure, and maybe along the failure line, I'm gonna get positive. And it was the mind trick I had to do for me. And doing this with these people has just opened up a uh, a whole plethora of thoughts, of meditation, of relaxing, of how to, to stand back and let people talk, and, and just a whole different way of life. And if you're working on yourself. 80% of the time, you don't have the other 20%, really, if you're seriously working on yourself, to go in and, and mess with somebody else's shit. Because yeah. it's enough for us to just love ourselves. We know that already. Right. So I was saying, people, like, you got too much time on your hands. If you got enough time to sit here and try to, you know what I mean? You focused in oh, on me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. But some people don't like self. And some people really can't, they don't like to deal with self. So it's a reflection. So they'd rather tear. I always tell the kids when they, when kids are making, when they, you know, they're going at it with each other. But this year has been horrible. It's just every day. I, I look at these kids and I'd be like, oh my God, you guys are not even married. You have no, you have no idea how much time you have to argue with somebody. <laughs> it's like you're worse than married. I'm telling you, they, they start from as soon as school starts to the end, and it's it just drives me up the wall sometimes. I'm like, well, you guys are freaking horrible to each other. But right. to me, it's like that's like a like a. Like a like a lot of like time and it's it's I tell kids if just because somebody says something to you or about you, I say, does it make it true? Is it true? Well, are you stupid? No. Okay, I said let's start from there. And let's pull some power back from away from that. You know you're not those things that they say, right? Okay. Oh, sure. Now, now let's, yeah, let's address let's let go of that anger a little bit more. And I always tell kids sometimes, I'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, it's easier for me because I'm an adult. Because I get it. Sometimes I, I said, if I went around slapping everybody that pissed me off, you know what I mean? I, my hand would hurt. I tell them that sometimes. I say, just can't go around slapping everybody. Some kids will right. just slap. <laughs> they don't have yeah. no, like, repercussions of that. But I always tell them, I'm like, dude, I was like, you give that child, the other kid will sit there and 
get you going like on carpet time and you're kicked out the room. I said, but he started it, right? He was messing with you, but he's still in there. <laughs> I was like, but you're out here. I said, he played you. I said, he's only the one because he, he knew how to get you to you and get you out of here, even though he was messing with you, but we didn't know that because he's, he's good at what he does. I said, so you might want to think about that. Who's really who here? And I said, next time, I said, when they're messing with you, just ignore them. I said, eventually, they, tired of because they want to, to get you like this. They're winning. This is fun for them. I said, next that's time, amazing. just look at him and be like, thank you. That's a, that's a great day. That's the nicest thing you ever said to me. Thank you. Jesus loves you. I just give him all these little things to say just to just mess with somebody because that'll piss them off eventually. <laughs> I think it's amazing yeah. what you're doing. I do. Thank you. I really do. And, um, and I think you need to hear that too because, again, and I'm not trying to sound like a professional here, but when you do the, the, the kind of things that we're doing and you are open to every facet of it, like I'm sitting here thinking, I get them when it's too late, like me, like, like, you know, I'm looking at my life based that on that. And now here you are. And this is a, that, what you said. It goes back to being one with yourself, accepting yourself, picking your battles. You know, that's, that's intriguing first step shit that, you know, a lot of adults have a hard time with self and change. And I think yeah. it's a and you need to be applauded for that when you're dealing with these kids, not only that are, you know, they're kids, they're full of piss and vinegar and, and right. good kids and they're just, you know, too much yeah. sugar, whatever it is. Hormones, all that stuff is like, woo, crazy time. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you're dealing with them in eighth grade, so you're dealing with, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I barely, yeah, they, they, they are like, they are, they're at the stage where they know everything, they got attitudes. It has evolved. I'm telling you, there's a point of time that's okay. I'm 41 and I still wouldn't talk to a, a someone of older, you know what I mean? Like an elder, you know, a certain way that these kids will just talk to their teacher or their parent. I'm just, I'm just taken back. Like they don't yeah. even say, I don't know if like, like when I was younger, how you would mumble and your parents be like, what? What'd you say? You mumbling? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no grandma. Uh-uh. Nope. Didn't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Well, these kids these days, they don't even do that no more. They just say, they repeat. Like, what you saying? They repeat the shit back to you. Okay. They, they drop you up. I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, damn. I'm like, oh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I see here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to bite your damn tongue. You're like, Ooh. yeah, you know, you're like, okay, I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? You got to take a step back, you know, but then you just deal with it properly. You know, and uh, okay, so we gave you some consequences here because uh, let's let that type of party up in here. I always tell my students, I was like, let's let that type of party here. Thank you. You can have several seats. <laughs> Do you get to see the benefits okay. of what you're doing at any point in that? I mean, when you, when you see these kids yeah. leave, you get to see them like self love and self maintenance and well, care. For, um, for me, and I've been like, like seven, seven and a half, eight. I started when my son was in first, he's going to eighth. Yeah, well, yeah, I could say for me, um, as far as like a, that that when you see the light switch finally turn on and that's like with the learning part like that kid that struggled so much you know because somebody else had helped me not helped me but I start to see a, a whole nother I keep learning you never stop learning no matter how long you've been in something oh, to, absolutely. To, uh, to show other lights to um, someone's uh, learning uh, disabilities you know what I mean um, when I was speaking to Lori Golden and she told me about what happened in her home and her father she said that she it played out into her learning ability. She had a hard time with learning and reading and stuff. You know what I mean? She said she couldn't. It just you know, and you know how like these days it's always like either labeled as a special needs 
or you have some type of learning disability, ADD, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Oh, she, oh, yeah. she's made me see a whole nother light. You know what I mean? She's her stemmed from the trauma she had experienced at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. And so, you know, for me, I get, you know, I, I really, I really embrace when I see someone that struggles with learning. Cause you know, I, I say, I, I don't get too, you know, I'm never, I always tell the kid, you know, when they're acting up and, and try, I'm trying to help them, I'm never going to give up on them. You know I mean? I always tell them like, well, I guess you don't want my help then. So don't come in parallel over here when you want my help now. You know, they know I'm still going to help them, right? But you know, my right. goal is to get, get them there. I want them to see that they can do it. You know what right. I mean? And so when I finally, when I see the <laughs> light bulb turn on and they get excited because they finally got it, I'm like, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Because now they excite, they're excited about it and they want it. And that's the most, that's the most precious moment. That's cool. When they get to feel that way. Because you see those, some kids, they don't ever get to feel that way. And then they start acting out behavior-wise because they don't, because they see all the other kids as smart. You know what I mean? And they don't see right. themselves as smart. So now, like, well, let me just go F off. You know what I mean? And just be disruptive and do this and that. And, you know, and I've seen it happen like right in front of my very eyes with a few kids. They went that way because they didn't know it. Right. And then they, they didn't feel like smart like the other kids. And I, said, I didn't want them to, that's got to be like the most horrible feeling, you know what I mean? To feel like you're like, like, like the rest of them. You know, right. I told them you're just as smart as anybody else in here. You know, just taking you a little longer and that's yeah. fine. I said, that's why I'm here. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. Let me play an interview with you real quick because I'm so passionate. And I told I shared that with you in the beginning. And I and I am passionate. I stay on that. You know, do you see with what you're doing? And like you said, it's a it's a constant thing. And I and, and that's what's got me excited about this. You know, where is it gonna take me? Is it gonna take me to a to a mass media thing that if if, if that's what it's gonna take and I could do that and feel what I'm feeling now and see the, 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 like you say, the, the good times in it and, and the change and the, the reform of a person's inner, because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Do you see in your things, in, in, in your platform, have you seen things that become staples now that are just not taken for granted, but they become actual steps that you already know this is proven, this is going and, and, and have an outlook of there's more. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have that, but have you seen state? Some people got to see, you know, they got to see it. They got to, they got to have the concrete of it. You know, is this effective? Do you, do you have a, a, a mindset or a thing in that, that, that it has happened to you? Um, I think, I think, I think I know what you're trying to say. Right. Uh, like, do I see, am I being effective? Like, do I see, like, I have this vision, this, and then I'm doing it, but do I see the, the light? Do I see the kind of light? Like, is, mm-hmm. uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because that's what's going to keep you fueled. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. actually... uh, well, I for me, you know, I'm never going to stop. Even if I don't see it. Like, me, I've seen it because I, I've already claimed it. Kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to go. do whatever it takes to get there, even if the next person gives up or don't even start. Because you'll have those people that'll be like, oh, there's nothing you can do. Nothing's ever going to change. You know what I mean? So why I was like, well, damn, if people, if Martin Luther King, people like that thought that way, I would probably wouldn't be standing here right now. Like, yeah, well, just, I mean, obviously, you know, think about people like that, what they were up against. And I'm pretty sure people dark. are telling him, what are you doing? You know, you can't change yeah. the world. You can't, you, know, you might as well just sit down. They don't care about you. You need to sit down. He probably said nigga and all that stuff. Excuse my language. But he probably got a lot of that. 
and oh, he I still kept trucking. Know. You know what I mean? He still kept doing what he did. And, and that's how I feel about people like me, you and I. You know what I mean? We're not gonna, we're not gonna be easily shooken to let someone else tell us, oh, you guys are wasting your time. Nothing's been like this forever. As soon as I knew that this is what I wanted, I already claimed it. I already knew that it was going to be different and that it might be a little longer. It might take and be harder. And I just have to keep trying and, and, and get people on board as much as I can. But I know I'm not going to stop. So I already see it. How, you know what I mean? I, I I'm going to keep doing this it. no matter what. So you, you know, you're thinking. And the other thing I was going to ask you was that, that, you know, the, the dynamic of how we met. Now you said, you came into one of the streams or something. How did, how did that happen? And what did you see that, it, because to me, it's a blessing to be on here, to have yeah. a a similar similar goal, just from a different, again, you know, we talk about the facets of, of, of that turn, you know, the facets, of the different sides of everything, looking at something in a different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you see there that, that because at first I was, you know, you know how I was. I was like, yeah, sure. Yes, you know, exactly. You know, like, you know. And that's why I kept telling you. I said, just go listen, right? And I was right, right? And you came in. You, you, you were. But did you see yeah. the growth I had just in that alone? You could, so you could see the mindset I was in. Yeah, I, I saw I different. Like, I saw some really, a big difference. Like you were like, you were on to something. Like something changed from that time when it seemed like you was very skeptical. And I was just like, you know, I wasn't mad or nothing like that. I was just thinking in my head really needs to just go listen to my show because if you listen to my show then you know exactly what why you know what I mean you're going to connect right. you're going to connect some dots and you're going to be like okay first of all this girl's just not full of crap she's really cool you know what I mean the stuff I talk about I mean it's it's an all in all I can do is want to be supportive of humanity all together you know what I mean I'm putting positive energy out there I'm not tearing nobody down I'll just make it I'm just keeping it real of what's going on and what we can do to make it better and so uh, when I went in there you know what I mean? I I, uh, I just was like, okay, you got to come my show. Because I'm really uh, good with uh, people, like uh, energy and stuff like that, and reading people, and, and just with their voice and the conversation, you know what I mean? And their, you know how they carry them, their personality. And so, uh, but then right after that, I, what I noticed is that you, you were on a mission. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, your show, show. I was like, he is just on here all over the place. I was yeah, like, that's what's up. I and I was proud of you. I was like, there you go. That's why when you said that to me, and the other thing we do, that's how I use a lot of comedy. Sometimes the language will get out of here with these adults in the room. And what it does is it takes me away from the anxiety of the fear and all that that comes into that. And I make more of the room gets, when I say room, if the stream gets overwhelmed by negative, like you're saying, it's an energy. When you pick up yeah. on it. Sometimes if I, if, if I know I've tried what's stable and doesn't work, then I start with the comedy. You know, when I get people to laugh together, what happens? Now we can laugh together and come back instead of anger and, and, and quietness and stalemates. Yeah. You know, a, a common theme of laughter and... Yeah, I think it is a, um, are you away from the, the, uh, the uh, speaker again? I'm sorry. Talk, can you hear me? Um, very, it sounds like, uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Say something again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's kind of echoish, but I can hear you. It's kind of robotic. Okay. I'll back it up, man. It could be up. You there? Yes. Yes. I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut this down. Can you hear me now? 
Yeah, I can hear you. It's still, oh. still echoing there, but I mean, I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to different, but... How's that? It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, sorry. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> I mean, I, for the most part, I can hear you, but it's something, you can tell something changed. I don't think I hear anything. I guess, I don't think I hear anything different. Are you up? You're, you have the phone. It's to you, up um, to your uh, face. I got it right now to my face. How's that? Yeah, it's the same. You didn't push a button with your ear. You got touch screen. No, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do all the time. I put my, my ear to the. I don't. My ears aren't big or nothing. I don't know what it is, but I always press buttons with my face. How's this? Uh uh. Uh uh. Nope. But we just continue, just continue and see how it goes. But yeah, definitely the tone definitely changed. Like this. <laughs> yeah, you sound like further away. Is it echoing now? Huh? Is it echoing now? Yeah, yeah so echoish. Yeah, still the same. Are you using Duracell batteries? No plug intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My battery. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we can keep going and just uh, just uh, ended it out but I mean I mean I could hear you okay. just it's the same okay well I don't know what I can do besides a couple jumping jacks to maybe go on the character for you because uh, <laughs> I, don't uh, know, I don't know if I did anything on here what was that I don't know if I hit a button on here it doesn't look like I did can you hear it now yeah it's still the same. I don't. I don't know if you pressed against anything or not, but it's still kind of echoey. So that's why I was asking. Did you? Uh, was your face against the phone? Because uh, I mean, no. when I edit it, I mean. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds okay. I don't. I don't know if you just want to end it out and start where you just left off at. Okay, we're gonna leave off at the uh, dying population draft. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let's see. Cause I, I like this this conversation like, like right now that we're having. I could cut cut it and then I can like wherever we left off at, then I can put that piece with that and just so that you'll never know what just happened right here. Or do you want to play it back and listen and you got it right? So just let's be now. It doesn't matter to me. Really. I'm blessed to to be able to voice. I like that so much better now too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I can do is I could take what what I have and then. Listen to it, and then you can come back in for like <clears throat> when I'm done for like ten more minutes. I can get you get you uh, finish off your recording, have you uh, you know end it out, like finish what you're saying, and then like say your name again and tell people if you do have somewhere where they want them to listen to you at, just like tell tell the listeners again because you know you might you might strike a chord with somebody and they might want to hear more from you. You know what I mean? And that's your you know your people that want to you know find you and talk to you or listen to your talk with you so we can do that you know so what do you want me to do with the end there i don't know what you just did you just you, i can hear you again i just slipped in my arm <laughs> well you sound normal again what would you want to do whatever you want to do do you want to get back in 10 minutes or well you we can just finish now because now you're you sound normal yeah, it's fine. I'm, yeah i'm vibing now so 
I don't know where I left off. <laughs> uh, me neither. I can't. Am I talking uh, too much? <laughs> no, no. I remember I said something about you said something about the school and uh, we're doing. Uh, I forgot. So I'm not gonna lie. I know that you said something uh, for what I we were talking about. You kind of t- turned the question and you inter- kind of interviewed me. Oh no, okay. We we're talking about what I saw, like claiming. You know what I mean, like. The, uh, the basically have I seen anything and that looks like it's any change you know what I mean and I told you that I really basically don't even that's I, I once I claim it I already know it's gonna happen as long as I know I'm gonna keep going and then I think you after I said that you were saying uh, yeah I'm trying to remember where I was going because yeah. I, I once I get in a vibe it's hard for me <laughs> I'm worried oh, about well, talking too much and I don't want to interrupt yeah. you yeah, no, 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 it's okay. I mean, what I can do is go ahead and start when I get to the record part, and I can find out the last thing you said, and then after I'm done, go back in and, and uh, you can get back on and finish off. I'll just tell you where you ended off at. I can do that. So, what does that do? Give me a pee break? Yeah, well, no, that gives you longer than a pee break. No, because then that'll be just my missing puzzle. Like, I'll, I'll just take this, but I have to let. Uh, The intro of my show is done by M.W. Holiday of My Horse Holiday. You can find his podcast going live on Facebook Mondays and Tuesdays at 6, 7 central.